0: This,
1: this this this
0: this is mythical. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Link and I'm Rhett. This week at the Round Table of Dim Lighting, we will be talking about the new Good Mythical Morning, but more specifically, the response we've gotten to the new Good Mythical Morning and how we as creators have been, and as humans, taking have been taking it, taking it. We're, um, we've really been
1: taking it right in the whoop <laughs> in the ear here's the and spoiler alert uh we haven't been taking it that well <laughs> 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 no uh well, it's an interesting thing we'll we'll get into all that but yeah. we,
0: um well we should just get well, into yeah, it, yeah but, yeah but we are but go- nothing. going to get into all that right now uh, well, okay,
1: so after a couple of episodes then in a good mythical more we had we addressed some feedback on the show being longer with four videos with different things happening it's amazing how good i felt after after recording that video but it wasn't up yet and i was just giving um i just felt like i was I was honest, and I was addressing some misconceptions, and you know, it it's it's something we've done before. And then when it comes out, whenever whenever something goes sideways that maybe we didn't anticipate, and we get negative feedback, if we like write a long comment, and explain ourselves, or if we make a vlog, or do like we did in Good Mythical More and explain ourselves that it we 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 tend to get on the same page with the audience mm-hmm. and in anticipation of that i actually felt better because i'm like oh gosh i just wish i could respond to all these comments um yes. but i think what we're and doing and i don't and i think this i, I don't know if that it th- that just that didn't put it to rest i i'm so i'm i think this is an opportunity for us to talk at length about it and even more episodes have come out, and more comments have come in, and the conversation continues. So, yeah, I think we it's another put, data
0: point. We can put, you know, we can talk even more. Uh, I don't want to say candidly because we talked very candidly and good. Yeah. More, but I think we'll we will talk a little bit more candidly in terms of like uh, th- our feelings about it because we because we ha- we haven't talked about we uh, legitimately just a second ago we were like oh we got to do an ear biscuit. Um, and we were like, well, let's just talk about how we've been processing this whole GMM thing and like the comments and how we've been dealing with it, the conversation we've been having because. For a couple of minutes. Yeah. And th- But then we were like, no, let's just take this whole time and talk about it. Yeah, we thought it. we might just do the intro, but we're gonna do the whole thing. And so we haven't planned what we're going to say. Uh, so again, this is this is one of the great things about um, Ear Biscuits, I would hope from your perspective, is that um, this is a like a real-time processing of how the stuff, and of course, uh, we're recording this uh, about a week and a half or so before it'll go up. So who knows what'll happen in the next week of a week and a half? But this is this is where we're processing Good Mythical Morning a week and a half into the new format, having gotten that much feedback uh, from people. So and, and maybe let's take a step
1: back in order to set the table. I I assume as a listener, you've you've watched the episodes and you've even watched us give feedback in that Good Mythical Morning where we said our response to your comments or whatever. I think that's what we called it, or something very similar to that. Mm-hmm. But for many, and, and so, so some of this is by way of review, but for many, many months, we've been planning the expansion of Good Mythical Morning without making an announcement about it. Um, and we knew from the moment that we were going to dramatically change Good Mythical Morning by making it longer and by breaking it up into episode, segments, Mm-hmm. breaking the episode up in the segments that it was a danger it, we were in a danger zone oh yeah you know because if it ain't broke don't fix it and it, you know you hear this in the comments it's like if it ain't broke don't fix it i i i wasn't asking for anything different but we were convinced that we needed to
0: Expand the show. We needed to do something. Well, we need to do something different with it. More specifically, because I, I think this is one of the things that will happen, hopefully, uh, through this conversation is uh, those of you who have asked specific questions about why? Why did you guys do this? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So why did you do it? We're going to answer that. Uh, those of you who uh, many, many different accusations about you guys obviously are just doing this for money, and you guys didn't address that. In your good mythical more candid conversation, so it wasn't that candid because you didn't just come out and admit that you're doing this for money. We're going to talk about that and address that directly. We are okay, great. Um, and uh, again, we have no outline, but yeah, yeah. Because I've been th- I've been thinking specifically about those things, and I, I didn't, you know i I didn't know that we would get a response to our response that was that was that. It was like, come on, guys, it's just obviously all about money. So I just want to talk very candidly about exactly why uh, we're, we're, we're doing this. And then and then like what it has been like to, um, to process, and, and first of all, and I'll also just go ahead and say that it, we haven't been, when you look at this mathematically speaking, right, let's just say uh, 500,000 people watch a video. Out of 500,000 people who watch a video, a couple thousand people comment. Mm-hmm. Out of a couple thousand people who comment, a couple hundred people say something negative. Actually vocalize, and that, that may be me being generous, it may be less than 100, and then of course some people thumbs those comments up or they reply to them. But if you just look at the percentage, you're talking about 500,000 people and you're talking about around 100 people who are vocalizing something negative on a video. From a percentage standpoint, you're still talking about a fraction of 1% of people who are vocalizing. So. It is important for us to put those things into perspective, because many of you have said very positive things, and so I just want to say up front that first of all, thank you for for everybody who's been very positive. We're not asking you to be positive; like that's not why we do anything. We we don't get upset when we get negative comments, um, and be like, "Why are people so hard on us? Why can't everybody just like everything that we do?" No, we know the game that we're playing. We've been playing it for eleven years. We make internet videos, so. Uh, We know that this is a two-way conversation and we know that our content is shaped by audience reaction. We're very familiar with that. But I think you might be interested to hear how we process it and how we kind of balance the emotional toll that negativity takes on a creator's work with the sort of challenge and opportunity that it presents. Because I think that is the job of every creator, but especially people who create things on the internet. Uh, So I think there's just a whole mindset that goes into this that's kind of developed over a decade of doing this. And uh, there have been these big waves that have kind of crashed on us to help shape who we are. And this is the latest wave. Um, And we're kind of in the midst of it crashing on us and I think it would be sort of an interesting picture to kind of break that down, uh, what it's like to to have the ocean crash into your face.
1: Well I think one thing is Trying to identify, and as we're able to talk to each other, we're able to help sort this out. And what is a what is an emotional response, and what is an unproductively what is an unproductive response, and what you know? Um, so I I do think that there is there is an there is a knee jerk fear response in that that we felt a handful of times or at least articulated to each other that is, man, is this thing that we've built in this show that has been successful, have we killed it? (laughs) You know, we literally have asked ourselves that that's come up conversationally and it's not, it's just us articulating the fear that that could be happening, you know? And
0: that's a fear, honestly, that has always existed with everything that we've done, but there's more fear. Well, when you have
1: one thing that has a thousand episodes and then you toy with it and then people say, after you release the first video, you have people saying, well, you lost a subscriber. It's that first, you know, it's like, the first response to that is an emotional one and it is a fear response, oh my
0: gosh if that person said that, how many other people are actually saying that? Well, and then. And, and, and people go further than that. I mean, Some people qualify their commitment before they qualify, they express their discommit. I have been watching with my family yeah. for the past four years or since season X. And now we are officially, as a family, departing from the fold. We are no longer going to watch Good Mythical Morning if this is what it has become. And like literally y- the first day. And literally you, the first day.
1: And before you engage, before we engage rationally with that, we engage emotionally, like the second you read that, especially when you're scrolling through and your eyes stick to everything
0: that could be your worst fear. And just to give you a picture of how this happens, just legitimately, literally how this happens, at least for me, it's last Monday morning, uh, waking up to my alarm at 6.30, and thinking for a second, you know I could, I could just get up. The healthy thing would probably be to just get up, take a shower, eat breakfast, go to work, and then like process people's response. But of course, we also had to make Good Mythical Morning that day, right? So mm-hmm. the day that it released is a day that we were making more of, more it. of it. Um. And we knew that
1: we had to pour over the comments if to see if there was any adjustments
0: that we could make for what we were about to shoot. And and <laughs> What well, so what it was like for me is as I didn't I didn't get up. I rolled over because my alarm is my phone, which is probably a mistake in and of itself, and I didn't do that for a while, but then I went back to it. And so I you know, I cut the alarm off and then I'm like, Oh, here we go. and I I tap in to that first video and I immediately see, you know, the show has been up for about three and a half hours at 6.30, our time. Um, And I immediately see just a very large percentage of dislikes, you know, we typically would get, I don't know, if I if I wake up and I see more than 100 dislikes on something traditionally, at the, by that point, hey, I like, know that there's so, something, what's wrong? wrong. Right? What something. did we do wrong? Did we say something? Are the cat lovers upset again? What, you know, What whatever we've done, and. Because, and you say that because that's what you saw this morning. Right. The, the,
1: the, like, now all of the Mythical beast cat lovers are
0: just. Not able to take a joke? Decimated. I won't get into that right now. Um, I Guys, I don't wish harm upon cats. I just think it's funny to act like I do and get your responses. Th- that's for another discussion. But then turns out it's not, <laughs> at this point in our emotional state, it's not funny to get those responses. No, it's not. So, so but, but I see the negativity and then I begin to look at the comments and interestingly, the first thing that I see is a lot of people talking about the lighting and the color and the sound, and uh, I think you might be, a lot of comments were like, guys, how in the world? Would you think this is better? How could you let this happen? How, how could this happen? How could you be so excited about something new and then it looks and sounds like this? You know?
1: That's a good It's question.
0: actually a really good question. Um, but I will say that when my uh, This isn't a defense, it's just an explanation. When something has so many moving parts and has changed so significantly on the back end in order to accommodate what we're trying to accomplish, there are things that quite honestly fall through the cracks and it may seem crazy that something like that would happen. Uh, I can honestly say that due to the schedule and the way that everything worked that we didn't actually see it, what exactly it would look like before it went up uh, and I think that we got a lot of new team members and a lot of things happening and a lot of moving parts and not everyone really appreciated just how important it was for that first episode to look and feel exactly like what you've known and loved with GMM. We had kinda communicated that but I think that uh, it's, it's not hard, everyone.
1: It's c- hard for anybody to, we've experienced that and we we anticipated that
0: experience but it was hard to convey that. It's like go, It's like you've got a favorite dish. You've, you've got a burger that's made by a fast food chain in a very particular way and the special sauce tastes a very particular way and the burger is a certain way and then all of a sudden you show up one day and they say the Big Mac or whatever it is is better and you're like but you changed the freaking special sauce and the meat's different now. This isn't better, I why did you, everyone loved it. Why are you changing it? All great legitimate well, questions. But but I think the,
1: the answer is we changed a decent amount of the equipment that we used to make the burger, but w- our aim was to make the same burger. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we just didn't, it was, I'll just say, it's very hard to anticipate that some equipment changes would make the burger feel and taste
0: and, and it be experienced that and this much is differently. A, I think this is a good analogy, which I- And
1: it's so frustrating when it's like, oh my gosh, it's like, that is something we, ne- we didn't intentionally wanna change, and, I, I think and now this, it's so- so much top of mind in the comments. It's like, oh, I, you know, at least it's like we 100%
0: agree, and we're we're fixing that as soon as we can. Well, well look, and let me say that I think that the fast food restaurant analogy will hold up for a number of these aspects, including the whole money thing, which we'll get to in a second. But Nature Box is supported by <laughs> Ear Biscuits. <laughs> Nature Box. Oh crap! Ear Biscuits is supported by Nature Box, mm-hmm. the source for your snack. Is that good? A little longer, maybe? No, we like to eat. We like to snack. We're actually trying to eat things that taste good and make us feel good because they're healthy. And we have found that in Nature Box. I'm going to work up a jingle for Nature Box right now. Uh-oh, okay. This is risky. Don't
1: think outside of the box. Think inside of the box because there's nature
0: in there. Look oh, at it. Good. It's
1: not. Whoa, it's not nature, it's
0: snacks. You like nuts? Yeah. Well, let me tell you what kind of nuts they got. Mocha almonds, pistachio and almond mix. Uh, I'm putting a drum. Sweet and simple berry nut like a mix. hat underneath. Jalapeno, <laughs> cashews, cranberry <laughs> almond bites, salted pistachios. <laughs> I'm not done, roasted <laughs> salted, <laughs> salted <laughs> cashews. <laughs> I'm done, <laughs> I probably <laughs> chewy, missed chewy. a couple. Mix it up, right now, Nature Box is offering
1: you, Ear Biscuiteer, 50% off, that's half, off of your first order when you go to naturebox.com slash ear. So make sure you go to naturebox.com
0: slash ear to get your 50% off that first order. Nature Box will deliver them right to your door. It is that easy, naturebox.com slash ear. Now back to the biscuit. It isn't that we wanted to change the, the specialty burger, it's that we wanted to introduce new menu items in addition to the burger. Yeah. And in, in order to do that, we had to hire people and we had to establish new systems and Initially, the burger that you that you knew and loved was compromised. That and, and we look, you know what? Unintentionally, unintentionally, we learned a lot of. We have learned a lot of lessons already, but just know that the. In some of these, the, first of all, the color has been updated. The color is still being tweaked. There's we're still dialing things in. Again, it's it's new lights and it's new cameras, which ultimately ultimately are much better. And I think can create a much better experience. Ultimately, it's 4K, and not everybody watches in 4K. I get that, but we're kind of sort of future proofing the show. But we're continuing to tweak it. So, uh, especially that first part of the show gets back to that place where it's like that's the burger that I that I know and I love, and then I, but now I've got these new menu items that have been added to it. Um, that is the intention. That's the plan. Um, but we do acknowledge that that's not exactly what happened, and um, the burger didn't taste as good. Yeah, we get it. We li, li, listen Fact. when we watched back the first couple episodes. We can, you guys think that you can, see, you can see when we're not comfortable or when there's something that we're thinking about. You know, I, I actually saw um, a really interesting interview with John Lithgow talking about. Uh, i told you about this, but talking about getting yeah. ready to film Daddy's Home Two, and how with Marky Mark and Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell. and Mel Gibson, yeah, and how. Um, they all lived together for like a week before the shooting of the movie to become comfortable with one another because, quote, you cannot make great comedy if you feel threatened. And I th- I thought that was so profound because I totally understood what he meant. In our career, we've gotten into situations so many times, especially if you show up on a set somewhere, and oh, you're yeah. like, ah, this is the first day working with this director, this is the first time working with this actor. Um, like especially on like a buddy system situation and, and we're meeting somebody for the first time and then 15 minutes later we're acting against them because we don't operate at the budgets that are required to go have a camping trip with somebody for a week before you start production nor do we have the time. But I totally relate to that mm-hmm. because if you feel any sort of discomfort or fear and we were on this new set which is a lot like the old set but it's new and there were new people the same old people, but now new people in addition to them yeah, filming e- us. Everything you saw was supposed to look the same. But everything, now, that, didn't, yeah, but everything, everything that we, that we seeing, saw
1: exactly. looked dramatically different. And the day before we shot the first episode was the first day we, we sat in the chairs most of the day and like tweaked through stuff. But at a certain point, you just gotta do it, man. And it was Um We weren't as ready as I wanted to be.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think. And you never are. Well, in in retrospect. the first day of In retrospect, and we talked about this, we we told you guys a lot, uh, we we talked about this on tour quite a bit, that the combination of uh, writing the book and then going on tour, uh, finishing up Buddy System, and uh, then starting GMM 22, we call it GMM 22, because it adds up to at least 22 minutes this was too much for us ultimately in the way that all these things coincided because typically mm-hmm. like we were coming back from a trip to Texas I believe and we basically got back, had one day looking at the new set and then shot the show and that isn't ideally how we would have done things especially in retrospect when we look at ourselves and we're like oh, we just weren't in a groove um, and we didn't complete, we weren't comfortable, we felt threatened. It would, and that may be hard to understand for people who aren't performers but you know how you act differently amongst friends and then strangers, right? And there's this comfort level that, okay, these people know me and they know, they appreciate me for who I am and I can be myself. And I can mess up. Those things translate into performance, um, especially with the type of show that we do, which is is, uh, designed to be sort of rooted rooted in an authentic experience by us.
1: And you know what, I think, uh, a silver lining is that I think we really grew to appreciate one of the strengths. The, the strengths I cannot speak. We really grew to appreciate one of the strengths of our show, which is honesty. You know, I that I mean, again, there is a there's a collective wisdom that we try to glean from the comments, and when words like sincere, sincerity, or sincere, or honest, or honesty come up in there, it's like okay, that's something that I think we we embodied but I think we are much more intimately acquainted with that being a cornerstone of what our show is, like a level of honesty um, in our performance that it's actually performance may not even, it is a performance but it's not do you know what I'm saying? It's not actually 100% of performance. It's it's like it's honest being and it's a real there's a real yeah. conversation we're being, ourse- we're being ourselves. There's real remarks. We're reacting um, in the moment. And you know what? We're still every second we shoot something. We're st- I'm still thinking about can this be more honest? Oh yeah. Like because we want it to be funny. We want it to be great. We want it to be the best. We want it to be awesome. Uh, you know, and you're thinking about all these things, and we're trying a lot of different things in this in the different segments. And um, it's a funny thing to be thinking about. Am I being honest? Yeah. But it that's a nice byproduct of this in
0: terms of knowing that that's a cornerstone of 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 how we interact with our show. And yeah, well, l- l- let's talk about why, because I think that people could be mm-hmm. s- still asking, well, but 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 why? Why would you do this? Um, And we haven't even talked about what we're gonna say here. So, um, I mean, what, I'll, let me just start by saying that before any of this opportunity to do this expanded GMM came along, um, Link and I were having discussions about when Good Mythical, what's the name of our show? Good Mythical Morning? Good Mystical Morning. Good Mystical Morning. Uh, when Good Mythical Morning would end.
1: Now that's, it's, you know, if we would've talked about what we were gonna talk about before we are now talking about it, we probably would've, I would've talked ourselves out of you saying what you just said. Right. Because I think. And, and that's why I didn't tell you. And I, and no, I, I think I ultimately would've said, oh, yeah, we should just, we should talk about it. I mean, I just talked about honesty for the past couple of minutes. So I'm, I'm glad that you said it, but again, it makes me nervous that all of a sudden you're nervous. Like, What you were thinking about? They were thinking about quitting Good Mythical Morning, or they're thinking about quitting right now. I will tell you, quitting is the farthest thing from my mind right now. Oh, of
0: course. But because of what we've done, but because of this, but let, and that was that's and, the exact and reason and why. Let me qualify because this is super candid. So I remember over a year ago, just starting the conversation, and I, and again, this is most often going to come from me because I. Right, I'm always living in the next moment, and I'm living in the the security of something working. Yeah, and and I and so and I and th- I want to talk about. Um, we're going to get into all the money stuff and the and the why because I think it's in it's in our DNA, right? So the reason that over a year ago I was initiating a conversation, just saying, I think we should set an end date, and I didn't necessarily throw out any times, and it was it wasn't months, it was years, an end date for Good Mythical Morning because the nature of what we do and who we are is that we create and we evolve and we change and we embark on new challenges and that's what we get off on and that's who we are. And I know that people don't wanna hear that and people are like, but th- this show means this much to me and why would you abandon us? It's tough because we do understand that what we do for some people is almost like a service. We're like in the service industry of what we do uh, and giving you guys something. Uh, but I'll be just quite honest and say that I'm not gonna do that at the, the, the expense of my personal sanity, uh, at the expense of my family's sanity or health Um, and also the reason that we started Good Mythical Morning is because it was a new thing, a new challenge to embark on and I do think that everything in life should have a beginning, middle, and end and I don't know when the end of anything that we're doing is going to come but it's just in our nature to say, let's not just let something just dwindle off into oblivion but let's do something really, really well for a certain amount of time and then when it's time has come to end, let's end it and try something new. And I've always approached things, we've, we've always approached things like that, I might initiate some of that but that doesn't mean that's not the way that you also approach things. Sometimes yeah. you just might need to be talked into it but it's in your nature as well.
1: Well, I remember one of the main conversations we were having and if you were to guess when when this conversation happened, well, I'm about to tell you so go ahead and get get the guess in your mind. It was on the way back from Venice Beach after we were shooting The roller skating scene from Buddy System season one. Mm -hmm. So I'm we're talking a year and a half ago, guys. That that um, we were talking about how much longer, yeah. Well, because we were we had taken a break from Good Mythical Morning to shoot Buddy System, and we were really enjoying doing it. It was like it was
0: super engaging. For us, it was like a new muscle was being, a new part of our brain was being challenged and awakened. And but we were talking about what
1: we had to talk about going back to Good Mythical Morning because we, you know, we had to have some preliminary discussions about what's going, you know, the conversation we normally have. What's going to change? What's, go, what do we want to bring to the table when we start shooting the next season? And the energy that we brought to it was. I just don't want to talk about it. I don't know if I want to do it, you know? And we we knew we were going to do it, but we were just being honest about um how excited we were to do it. And it and it was because it was going back to the same thing we had done so much and is it going to really just be the same thing? How much stuff can we keep eating? Yeah, I mean that we specifically, we we're talking about those things. And
0: well, And this go, and this actually speaks, just briefly, sidebar, it speaks to the criticism that a lot of people have had about Good Mythical Morning uh, over the years and I see these comments kind of being filtered in with everything else that's going on now. It's like, why don't you guys go back to what the show was initially, just two guys, two friends talking to each other. Well, you guys, thats we're way past that. We've been past that for a number of seasons. And the very simple reaction to that is, we don't wa- we didn't want to do that five times a week. That's not what we wanted to do. And it's we, funny, and, and we quickly ra- quickly ran out of stories to tell and things to talk about, and needed things to do. And but that's why I the did. show became in that same conversation. I I proposed
1: that I was like, not in the fall, but then let's in January, let's go back and let's just bare bones this thing, and let's make it something like that. Cause at least it'll like shake us up, and it'll be there'll be no it won't be about anything that we that we do besides the thoughts in our mind and the words coming out of our mouth. By the way, a lot of what we have then funneled into ear biscuits, yeah, um, and got excited about. So it's not that we weren't excited about having conversations like the one we're having right now, Um, but but we 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 talked about it. And then
0: that was the conclusion. But was we it, also, yeah, we
1: can't we can't take a step backward. But, like but we
0: also remembered what it was like to do that. Right. Um, so so and before we get into specifically the very specific catalyst that led to why we're doing four videos a day and why you see YouTube originals, everybody's like, why do I see YouTube originals on every thumbnail? We're going to explain all that. Uh, but I just want to I want to talk quickly um, about. Uh, our trip to DC and how we went into the uh, Air and Space Museum and we spent a lot of time at the Wright Brothers exhibit and it just a lot of things sort yeah. of like crystallized in my mind about how I wanted to explain what we do. Now, let me just start right up top by saying that us comparing ourselves to the Wright Brothers is inherently pretentious, uh, and I'm that's not what I'm not saying that we're doing anything as significant as building a plane. Uh, we're not inventing a whole new industry. We're just making internet videos, which the ones that get the most views are the ones in which Link vomits. Okay, this is not sophisticated stuff. There's nothing to be commended about. We're just having a blast on the internet and we found a loophole and we're getting paid very well to do this. that's just the honest truth. We're, but we did play the Wright brothers at one point in, a, in an epic rap battle, so we have some <laughs> we are, right. And they they the, the first flight was in our home state. It was, so even though they're from Ohio, and we know a, that the people of Ohio claim them. There's but a kindred spirit they there. They did it in North Carolina, so screw you, Ohio. But yeah, they
1: have this room that t- walks you through what they were like as people, and then the different stages of invention that led to the
0: first powered
1: plane, and all the, the things, first
0: plane, and it's there, yeah, guys. The literal plane. All the things in this particular uh, exhibit, I think the reason that it resonates so much with us is because you've got these two guys who are brothers who have known each other their whole lives, which that's a great way to describe us, either a married couple or brothers, more than friends. What, what about married brothers? Married brothers, that's us, incestuous brothers. <laughs> Uh, Oh, that took a left turn. And and also working on something that doesn't have an incredible amount of outside influence or precedent, right? So yes, so it's just like two dudes in a room Kind of batting things back and forth, and constantly updating things, and trying to make it better, and tr- and having a goal in mind, and just working, and probably fighting a lot, and arguing over that. It was just such a compelling story. And then we saw the different iterations of flight. And one of the first things that they ever did, of course, they were bicycle mechanics at first, uh, but then they went from they were they moved on from being interested in bicycles to saying, okay, let's figure this flight thing out. And I'm sure they were incredible bicycle mechanics and I'm sure that they were doing some incredible things in the world of of bicycling and I'm sure they had people who loved what they did with bicycles, but they weren't meant to just keep doing bicycles because it was in their nature to try to move to the airplane and I'm sure that when they started experimenting with flight, there were people who loved their bicycles who got very upset with them. Again, this is a pretentious analogy I don't think that what we're doing is as significant as moving from bicycles to flight, but just stick with me. Stop being so pretentious. Um, And then when they got to this point where they actually, at one point, they invented a kite that was a a bi-wing kite that was up there on display in this museum. Uh, And this is the beginning of them kind of figuring out gliding and just the power of a wing way before they got to propelled, you know, an actual plane with a motor. Steering, steering. Or yeah, or steering, or a person on it. And I'm sure that kite was super cool and I'm sure there were people who loved that kite and were like, this is the coolest thing, you guys invented this awesome double wing kite. In some ways, asking us to continue to make the exact same show, to make the exact same product in the exact same way that people like is like telling the Wright brothers to stop with the bicycle or to stop with the bi-wing. It's in their nature to continue to iterate, to learn, to move, to do things that could potentially fail. I mean, they took a huge risk when they stopped doing a very, very uh, reliable business and started trying to do something that was pretty harebrained and crazy and people could get hurt and people could fail and other people could beat them to it. But it wasn't like they just started and said, hey, wouldn't it be neat to make an airplane? That's not how this whole thing works. And I think if you're a creative person, I think you'll relate to this. You can't help but create and innovate. If you're creative, you're not doing something to try to meet some nebulous goal. You're not doing something to try to uh, meet somebody's expectations. No, you're literally doing it because you cannot help. The reason Good Mythical Morning has changed, the reason that we started Good Mythical Morning, the reason that we did Buddy System, the reason that we wrote the book, the reason that we did a tour, the reason that we're gonna do whatever we're gonna do next year is because we can't help it. We honestly can't help it. That's the starting point for everything that we do. It is in our DNA, we're built to do this kind of thing and to create and innovate and we can't stop it. The difficult thing is when you fail. I mean, it was fascinating that
1: once they, it was after they had patented the plane that they started meeting with um, people. Of course the first way to make money is through through military exploits of a plane. Mm. <laughs> and, um, they were doing a demonstration where they took a took a guy up who was a potential buyer from the military and they're like flying him around and showing him the
0: capabilities and they crash and kill the guy. He died and Orville was very, very seriously injured in that as well.
1: And thank goodness our failures are not life and death but to us on an emotional level sometimes. sometimes it, they feel that way. It fe- it's, it's been feeling that way every day for us because every, well, I won't say every single day, but I would say every day we shoot, there's at least something, or that we're trying something in a segment that is not what Good Mythical Morning has ever been. Um, it's um, it's something new that is experimental and sometimes before we do it, we're like, we have to, we can't film this if we don't believe in it. We have to believe in it or it's, it's, it's It'll never take off, so to speak.
0: And while we believe in everything that we do, we also firmly believe that not everything is going to work. And
1: some things you don't, we don't believe in as wholeheartedly as other things. And you know, um, it's difficult <laughs> to to give it your to give it your best. And then when it and then when it's done, that's the next point. You're like that that didn't work. And we're not at a point because of the way we've committed in terms of production to like building these episodes. We can't. And I mean, it's this is not ideal, but we can't cut something. You know, it's like, so there's a silver lining to putting something out that's like, you know what, this is not our best work. And it is, we're still going to learn something. And and you, it can be argued that you learn a lot more from failure than from success. But let me tell you, it's hard. Last night, you know, Stevie sent us Slack and she was like, fans aren't gonna like so and so so and so segment. And we are like, And we're, like, we're cuz she saw it and we're like we already knew that. <laughs> and then I'm like, can we pull it? Can't pull she's it. She's
0: like can't pull it.
1: You know, and it's so like So you put
0: it out there and you learn you you learn your lesson. I'm like,
1: why are we, we now we're we're inviting more critical feedback that we already know. And, and that and that, that that that's that's like walking into a burning building where there's no one to rescue is what it feels like. Well, let, you know, it's we, like,
0: this is just for our own pain. Let's come back to the whole, like the way that we're seeing the process of like throwing things out there and learning from okay, them okay. it. Okay, okay. Because I wanna continue with the story of yeah of like why, because I still haven't talked about money and I know everybody wants yeah, to hear we, about we should, that. We should go back to that
1: because, So we've made the point that we're, from a creative standpoint, we're compelled to remain, we have to
0: remain engaged. It's what we talked about and and it's just how we work. And when we say things as audacious, in some of your minds, as one day GMM will end or we are having that conversation, it's because we know that when it ends, something else begins and that's what we live for, right? And so, and there is a balance between wanting to do things that make audiences happy because it's so amazing how like there's people who do daily vlogs and then they stop and then the people can love you so much and the day you change the thing that you've been giving them, it they become like um, uh, a druggie who has suddenly been taken who has been taken off of their you know their supply and they turn like, we read the drug dealers in this in this analogy and they suddenly hate the drug dealer. And so we, I've seen it a million times how quickly an audience will turn on you and begin making all kinds of accusations about how you've gotten to Hollywood, you've lost focus, you're not rooted anymore, uh, you forgot who you are, you forgot where you came from, it's all about the money, and this to begin just unloading judgment on you. And it can be, it's, it is, it's you know, I love the relationship we have with the fans and I love the fact that uh, we do take feedback and they have made all this possible. We couldn't, two guys just hanging out in a room being funny with each other does not a job make unless there are people to watch them and then sell advertising against. That's how this whole thing works. But it just, its just to be completely honest, it just kinda sucks to know that the day that you take something away or you change something, the avalanche starts and it was never about liking you. It was about liking what you were being given. and I know that there's a lot of mythical beasts who that's not what it's about at all and have been, are, are going to be supportive through everything and kind of get this. But there's a lot, there's a lot of people out there who it, this is a very, this is a transactional relationship. We produce, they consume, and the moment we change the thing they consume, they get very mad at the producer. And it's just a reality. And I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining about it at all. We signed up for this. It's just an unfortunate reality of humanity that there, there is not. A, there's not. It's not a love relationship. It's a consumer relationship. And the moment that it changes, they become very angry consumers. Uh, I get it. It's just an unfortunate reality. But let's talk specifically about the money, um, because I think those people who are levying this particular accusation—that just be honest, guys—you did this to get more ad revenue, four times the videos, four times the ad revenue. I think that that is, I would venture to say that the people who have levied that accusation are A, not particularly creative people, and B, definitely not business owners. Uh, It's an interesting thing to run a creative business. When your business is to entertain people, there are two things that you have to, to weigh constantly. The first that you have to weigh is, are you creating something that is going to be received well? Like, are you doing a good job creating the thing that you're supposed to use to, cre- to entertain people? But the second thing you have to ask, and you have to ask these questions in tandem at the same time, every single time is, is this a financially responsible choice? So, and especially when you get to a place uh, where we're at right now, where this isn't just two guys, this is a, this is a corporation, has been a corporation for years, for like seven years but now it's a place where um, a lot of people are working, a lot of people are depending on their livelihood. Uh, there's dozens and dozens of people who work at Mythical Entertainment. So single we don't just, we're not just these dudes who come in and just say on a whim, this is what we wanna do today, guys. Uh, no, we, we, every decision we make weighs how our company and the people who work here are going to be affected. And frankly, how our futures are gonna be affected and how my kid's college education is gonna be affected and how my retirement is gonna be affected. Um, And so we don't make a decision that we don't see as financially responsible. That doesn't mean we don't take risks. This whole thing was a risk. But yeah, so when you say this is all about the money, I would say that uh, it is not. It is definitely not all about the money, but we do believe that this was a wise financial decision in the long term, but that wasn't what motivated it because the creative is the first thing that gets us going and then we make sure that this decision is one that is financially responsible. But the specifics of the decision, I think well, we should just and explain. I, and I would just say from a, I'll explain from a business standpoint,
1: the reason why Google and YouTube wants to invest in this is they have their interest and we have our interest now for them their interest is to attract sponsors and add investment into into youtube so they can make more money now they i'm not going to say that's their only interest I'm not them but you can't th- there we're still at a point in the industry where we're trying to help uh potential sponsors understand that sponsoring internet content is m- just as valuable or i would argue more valuable mm-hmm. than um a television spot or a radio spot or whatever other type of billboard spot yeah. that people are advertising in um Back of a bus bench spot, yeah. what whatever it is. And if you've just got these shareable videos, like in internet videos, a lot you know, they're just the people with the money are just thinking, well, I'm not gonna they just don't quite get it yet. But if you start to say, okay, there is a there is original programming. you understand that on Amazon, you understand that on Netflix now, advertiser. Well, YouTube. This is YouTube talking. We also have that, and we're creating properties which um, have more engagement and a more is more is you have a more powerful opportunity to reach people with your ad here than in those places. But the thing that helps it click into place for them is if it's a show, if it's like a half-hour show, and so that's why they came to us with the opportunity to do it. And, now, they, came and us, they came to us at a time. And to, when I let me just say, and our interest in responding to that was, this is we want to sh- to continue to shape the landscape of entertainment. You know, I would love to fast forward years from now and see that there are people coming up creating content that is seen as just as legit as just as legitimate a form of entertainment as. The way people think about Game of Thrones or um, any non-scripted show that is Storage Wars or whatever the whatever's going on in the world of non-scripted entertainment storage on cable wars. television, uh, that was a big one a few years back, right? Um, we are we are excited about again as part of experimentation and helping to create things that shape the landscape. And I think if we just kept making those those short form videos, it wasn't gonna do what this could potentially do in legitimately making Good Mythical Morning what most people, not just advertisers, would think of as a show
0: and not just an internet video that comes out every day. Well, because they came to us at a time when, like I said, we were having conversations about, well, when is this gonna end? Like, is this all that this show can ever be? And then right when we're having those conversations, YouTube comes along and says, hey, we're looking to invest in uh, some some YouTube original programming that wouldn't be behind the paywall like YouTube Red, so people don't have to pay for it. That's never gonna happen with Good Mythical Morning. That was Morning. a non-starter for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, Good Mythical Morning is the kind of show that will always be free. So this isn't like, oh, the first step, and the next step is it's gonna be a YouTube Red show. No, Buddy System is the kind of show that is financed in a different way and has to be behind the paywall. Good Mythical Morning is not. But they came to us and said, we want to help you guys make this show something bigger than it is. Something that will be even more a part of the cultural conversation. And I think this will answer some of your questions because people are like, well YouTube is making them do this. YouTube has changed the color. Somebody at YouTube said it should be yellow. (laughs) No, the interesting thing is that we are 100% in charge of the creative. Uh, We can't do anything that, that they would be like, okay, well that's gonna, piss off an advertiser, but we don't do that anyway. We've never, like we don't do things that are questionable and controversial. Uh, So that's why advertisers have always had a home on our show. But they said, we want to just give you guys the resources that you need to do the thing that you want to. So the whole four videos a day, um, specifically what's going into each video, what we're trying to do with each segment, what we're going to continue to try to do, it's all coming from us and our team. Mm-hmm. and the team that you, has always been there. We've su- supplemented that team and we brought in new people for more ideas. But this is not a YouTube is sitting there waiting for, uh, oh, uh, change this, let's make it sound different. Let's make you guys sound like you're further away because that's what we're about at YouTube. Let's make it more yellow because yellow is the new YouTube. No, guys, those were things that happened as a result of a lot of things happening at once and us kind of losing um, the ability to control every single element but we very quickly course corrected some of those technical things but uh, but, but it's, we're the one who who said yeah so we we dictated it was
1: uh, all the creative in the show comes from us and our team in turn. Yeah, but the also, same way it has always been yeah um and we said yes to the opportunity because we wanted to develop the show for all the reasons we talked about and just to just to make it, add more to it, to add more sides to the fast food menu of Good Mythical Morning. Um, Maybe even turn it into a sit down restaurant experience. But. To keep pushing it. We wanted to, we knew we had to make them segments. You know, the original assumption was, well you'll just have one long video. Well we did that, it's called The Mythical Show, and we said your half hour of not having to click around on the internet, well you know what? Turns out people wanted to click around on the internet. We were wrong. It was a it was a it was a lesson we learned that nothing reaches out when you have a big honking 22-minute to 30-minute video. So we knew as an almost as another non-starter, we couldn't get in on this deal unless each segment was its own video? It was its own video? We wanted so,
0: people to be able to experience it the same way that you experience any video that's about one thing. But so we that wanted it, it can, to also be a show that you could watch together every single day.
1: So it had to. I mean, each segment had to be able to trend. It had to be able to be shareable and commentable. And yes, um, again, and I think and that, to work within the ecosystem of YouTube. And, now, the thing we ask from YouTube and that we're still working on is let's make it make these four videos plus one, which is Good Mythical More, work in a way that
0: doesn't. That feels more like a show. That feels like a show and that plays through like a show. And those are product changes that are still being worked on. Just so you know, like so right now we've got it set up so that you click on the green video and that puts you in order. And sometimes that that particular episode uh, designation tool, that segment designation tool is not up and running because there's a lot of things that have to happen. There's technical things that are being worked out. Anytime you're innovating and trying something new, sometimes you can find that you're a little bit ahead of the technology, we've we've seen this a million different times, uh, and that's gonna be frustrating for your experience, but it's all gonna be worked out because we're never gonna get there if we don't start getting there. You never get there unless you start going. But I think that it's an interesting thing to talk about the, the comments that we've gotten about that, like people saying things like, Guys, just put it in one video. Guys, just put it in one video and then also post all the other videos on their own. I like the Avet Brothers say, people love to talk about things they don't know about. People love to talk on things they don't know about. One of my favorite lyrics. And we're guilty of that a lot. But YouTube commenters are very, especially guilty of that. People love to start offering their opinion. I actually saw one comment that was like, you guys should do uh, he he actually laid out like a he has schedule for how we were supposed to sh- we should shoot our videos during the day like shoot a video then take an hour break then shoot another video then take an hour break it's like the the audacity that people have to start giving suggestions as if we haven't thought about a lot of these things just, just mind boggling sometimes <laughs> uh, I'm sorry to get frustrated about it but it's it's just crazy but specifically the people who have said make one long video don't split it up are not stopping to consider exactly what Link just laid out. Like We know how YouTube works. We've been doing this for a very long time. We know that if you put a video up that has a bunch of different things and isn't about one thing, it doesn't have nearly the reach that it could have because yes, we do want it to get a lot of views and we do want it to work and we do want it to be sustainably uh, sustainable financially. That's why we made the choices that we did and we're up against some challenges with the product but those challenges will be overcome but it's just amazing to me how quickly people begin to throw out things and just i would just encourage well, people to just be like why don't i just stop and think like maybe they thought about this particular thing or maybe i should pose this as a question
1: well you can get frustrated with those comments but those are ones that are easy to ignore you can ignore those cuz so, there's no truth I, in I just don't think i don't think we should we should be dwelling on that in in order to shift the conversation i will say that question mark amount of time down the road um if we if good mythical morning this new version of the show is not better than the old version then we have failed and that is on us yeah the two course. of us now and it's definitely not guaranteed to work no now the, the it's a risk the, the tough thing is is what's going to happen how long is it going to take for us to f- figure it out enough you know, um, we say things, and so that's why we're still in this scary place. And it's weird because, well, we say things like, "Well, if we make the first video, what we call the A block, the first segment of the show, if we just give them basically the same experience as Good Good Morning, this is what we talked about before." I think that's coalesced more in our minds even since then. Like, they don't, you know. If it's seven minutes, we're getting complaints. It's like, well, we got to make sure that we're making that. Fr- we need to make that first video the best video it can be, and that should probably that can we have an app? They have an appetite for that to be a little longer than the shorter versions that we're making. Sometimes it's weird because we didn't intentionally make them that short. I don't think it just kind of happened. I think yeah. actually, I think we did. I, I think with like the weird ways to open a cereal box, we did three as before we do. We would do four or five. And you know, if we used to do five and now we did three, maybe we'll do four. Well, you know, we're th- those are reasonable tweaks that we'll be making. Uh, and I think in the short term, we just have to make sure that like if we're saying, all right, the first video is gonna be basically the old GMM experience and then we're adding the sides to your meal that you didn't get before. Then it's just a question of those other things that we're adding do you find yourself wanting those over time? And if you don't, then that's our problem. And that, that is our challenge. Like, you know, it's frustrating to get over the speed bumps of the transition of te- the technical stuff, the color, the sound, and you know, the, the stuff that you'll, you'll never need to know about, about the back end of um, how things work now so that you have the experience you want. But once you get through that, it's like, are we actually gonna create a show that's good.
0: I mean, well, it, I think, is the well, is
1: this is the second segment. Is the third segment? Well, let
0: me say that I think that well, uh, two things. Number one, I don't think we finished the money question. I know oh, people, you want to go back to that? All right, so let's pause my question. Let's go back to the money cause, question because I because I, I was leading up to something okay. and it never let me get there. All right, yeah. So I want to adequately answer that because people are going to be like, he's still dodging the question. So, so we want to make money. Uh, well, <laughs> is it that's? I mean, uh, no, that's not. Uh, in order to have a sustainable company that will outlive us, we want it to be financially sustainable. Uh, to run a company of this size uh, does take money, so every decision that we make, we make sure that it is going to ultimately be a better financial decision than the previous decision. That does not motivate initial decisions. We, we, we said a long time ago, we sat down many years ago and said the only rule in this business is we never make a decision just for the money. We will never just, just do something just for the money. We are led by our creative uh, in- inclinations, but then you bet your butt that we're going to take the best offer that we get. We, ch- we go with the publisher that gives us the best deal. We go with the, the provider that gives us the best contract because we're responsible business people and that's just the way we operate. Um, given the, also given that people will let us do what we wanna do creatively, which is definitely the case with what, what we're doing with YouTube. But I will say that uh, we don't go off to Calabasas and buy $7 million homes. That's, that's not how we operate, okay? Um, there are YouTubers who do that. Uh, we've never uh, lived a lifestyle that was like, hey, let's siphon as much money out of this company uh, and hire as few people as possible so we can go be rich fat daddies. Uh, that isn't how we operate, that's not what we're into. Um, we make good money doing what we do but the vast majority of what we make, we reinvest into this company and to other people and other ideas and more of our ideas to try to do the next thing. Um, and so while there's no guarantee that this particular move will be more lucrative than if we had never done it, so it's not like, okay, we made X amount of money and we're making 10x money by doing this or we're making 4x money, that is definitely not the case. If you look, well, it, it, and it's also a different structure in how all this is, is happening. I just think. Well, let me just finish my thought. Finish your thought. So it's not like we're gonna be making four times as much revenue by doing this. You can look at the numbers of how many views that we're getting. We didn't think that, oh, we get a million and a half views on one segment every day. If we make four, we'll get six million views. We know that's not how the internet works. We're not getting as many views on any one segment as we would have gotten before. So that's not why we're doing what we're doing. Um, if this is if this is successful, we stand to make more money with this model than the other model, but that isn't the motivation for doing it. And we take all that money and we reinvest it back into the company to continue to develop new ideas because that's what we're in this for. We're not in it to buy seven million dollar homes. We're in it to make incredible things that will leave a legacy. That's just that's why we do what we do. But I also don't think it's <clears throat> fair
1: or you know to put a to be in a position where we're defending our purchases or that's true uh, or honestly critiquing how much other people pay for their houses i mean oh, you're right you're so right so let's
0: not let's not do that i i just don't think i don't uh, i just think that that i'm just saying there's no evidence for saying you guys are all about money there's no tangible evidence in our lives if even if but not, honestly, you can care about money if you want to well i feel like
1: if if somebody you know when you're making an allusion to people spending X amount of dollars on their house and in, in, in whatever place it is, uh, I just I think our point is that it. I I just don't think you should scrutinize that. It, this is what I think. I just and we've talked about this. I just find it weird that for the restaurant analogy that we've yeah. talked about, if you add something to the menu and then people show up at the restaurant and they say, What are they doing adding something to the menu? They're just trying to make more money. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, well It's a so ridiculous you, assertion. Walk back to the chef and say, I don't appreciate you adding this thing to the menu for for X, Y, and Z reasons because you're just doing it for the money. It's like, Well, if you want the new side if you want the new green beans, pay for the green beans or not. I mean
0: and Cause, again, cause what if the chef? Th- these
1: are not mythical beasts, like who are who are saying this. These are yeah, like yeah, yeah, more yeah, of yeah. the casual casual commenter casual. kind of thing. But I just don't want to. I I just don't want to do to other creators what we don't want people to do
0: to us, which is assess how you spend your money. You, you, hey, listen, it, you you can do, you can spend your money however you want to. I, I, I'm not judging anyone for buying a $7 million house. I'm just saying that. But we're being judged. That's not, like, to say that this is all about money, if I had a Lamborghini and a $7 million house, you could be like, okay, these guys are all about money. I don't, <laughs> you know? Um, but could you? I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, if we didn't want to, I could say, let's not hire five more people and get and buy a Lamborghini. Yes, but that's not what we do. We hire five more people. That's just, that's how we operate. I don't, I can't fit in a Lamborghini anyway. Uh, but so the, but yeah. It's like making that accusation of a arrest- put, We're putting something else on the menu. I don't some- see why you would complain if, about you, that. Well, and you go back to the chef and you're like. You can complain about
1: what the green beans taste like.
0: You can, yeah. You but have don't every- complain
1: about putting green beans on the menu. Well, and
0: it's like going back there and complaining about new menu items and then the chef says, but it's in my heart to make chicken nuggets. <laughs> It's in my heart to add chicken nuggets to the menu. And yes, if the chicken nuggets sell well, we'll make more money and maybe we'll be able to open another restaurant. And that's good for the economy and that's good for you and that gives you more options and, and there be the, a restaurant closer to you. And by the
1: way, I wanna buy a
0: Lamborghini. I mean, okay, fine, dude. I but, mean. <laughs> well, and these are accusations that are never levied at traditional celebrities. Let me just say that. So like when people find out that uh, some actor gets ten million dollars to make a movie. They don't say I'm not gonna go make. I'm not gonna go watch his work because he got paid ten million dollars to make that movie. I'm not into this because this is all about, it. Every movie that you watch, the intention is for it to make money. Uh, everything that you're a fan of, with very very few exceptions, the intention is to make money. If you're supporting someone on Patreon. Uh, you may say, well, why don't you just do that? Why don't people just pay you directly for what you're doing? Well, the, the reason that that person is asking you to pay is because the intention is to make money with it. Now, it may not be the first intention. The first intention is probably to be creative or to make chicken nuggets or to do whatever, uh, but ultimately, they can't sustain it and they can't do it because we live in, a, uh, we live in, an, in an economy. <laughs> we live in a world where, uh, Money is how we, tr- we, 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 it's currency based. This isn't a barter system. Uh, so because currency is involved, these things have to be financially sust- sustainable. And I think a lot of these comments come from kids. Again, I think a lot of comments come from kids who don't understand economics and they definitely never ru- run a business. Um, I guarantee you that there's not one person who owns a business who has made that ac- that accusation. Um, but. <clears throat> Yeah, and that's why we should move on because we're getting yeah. worked up, but it's not. No, yeah, I just think it's, it, I think it's I, It's well, worth saying because I saw I saw the comment so many times and I took I, that one personally because yeah. if you tell me that the color's off, yeah, you're right. If you tell me that it sound's off, yeah, you're right. We're working on it. You tell me that this particular segment isn't funny, yeah, you're probably right because if you don't think it's funny, it's not funny to you and we're gonna try to keep being funny. But if you say something that's just a, a bold-faced lie. I know. That just is especially upsetting. I agree with that and I, Also, have been upset.
1: I guess I'm concerned, and I just wanted to say that, like, is it you, listener, right now, are probably just as frustrated as we are? You know, it's like here's the thing: like, we did that Vice interview, the the like within the hour of shooting the vlog where we responded to comments. I'm like, I made the comment um, that. During that thing, I was like, I didn't know if I was gonna start crying. I just I just had that like, or if I was just angry, or if, you know, it's just like, when you get so frustrated, you just like wanna, you just find yourself crying out of like an angry, frustrated cry. And that's what I described in the Vice interview. And then I, I'm getting a lot of feedback on, on Twitter that people feel sorry for me. And it's, you know, I, I, we're verbally processing this thing, but I, 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 don't know. I, it's not. I don't want you guys to feel sorry for us. I also don't want you to feel like we're accusing you. Um, yeah. I just want you know. I just want to be understood by the people who maybe aren't even listening. So that's the that's the tough thing.
0: Um, that's a good and point. And maybe
1: we never will be. Oh, it's but, not,
0: yeah. We're, I'm, we're not going to necessarily. This wasn't about trying to change people's minds. I mean, maybe some people's minds will get changed, but. We just wanna, I mean, for what it's worth, we're verbally processing our experiences
1: as creators, and I would like to move back to yeah, I what think, I was saying about like what, what is our task and how are we interacting with that because it's still a very emotional
0: thing. Well, because I think that this could be, if any, it, I think the person who's gonna benefit the most from this is a, any creative person who's listening. This isn't for the, for the people who are just, criticizing things just to criticize things. This is for the people who you're gonna go and you're gonna do something creative and you're gonna be subjected to the same type of scrutiny that we have been subjected to by just being online creators. And I mean hopefully something that we've said and something that we've offer- offered will will help give you some perspective and kinda help you keep going because well, it, you know, it can be a difficult thing, especially if you're by yourself.
1: And I'm not trying to shut this thing down. I, I got more stuff to say okay. so this is not the end. Um, This morning, by way of another analogy, which I don't know my entire point, so you can help me, you're good with analogy. <laughs> uh, each morning, uh, the older kids go to school and then I'm left with Lando to help him get ready by the time Christy comes back to then take Lando to school about the same time that I leave with you for work. So my job is to make sure that Lando is wearing clothes that match and that his hair is put together. That is mo- this morning I did that. And um you know, he he invites my, my, my input. He's like, Dad, I'm gonna pick out the shirt and then you pick out the pants to go with it. He doesn't like me to fix his hair, but he's gotten used to it. I go upstairs, I get ready, I come back down and like Chrissy's taking him out the front door and I'm telling them bye for the day. And Lincoln turns not Lincoln, Lando turns around, seven years old and he looks at me and he's got this funny look on his face and he's like, What you wearing? Doesn't match. (laughs) (laughs) And it was these brown pants, which I hardly ever wear because I, and literally I'd spent 10 minutes upstairs right before coming down trying to figure out what shirt, what the heck shirt goes with these pants? They look like, they look like pajama pants but they could also look like trousers that the Wright brothers would wear. I'm like, I can do this, man. And I'm not wearing this shirt. I'm wearing another shirt, a, a green button down. And then Christy's like, yeah, I would just wear like a, a monochrome shirt, like a, like Like a black black, t-shirt with headphones on it. Black t-shirt and maybe like your jean jacket. But when the seven-year-old, that my job is to make sure what he wears matches to all of a sudden to hear back from him that what I'm wearing doesn't match, (laughs) and he's right, it was tough to take. And you know, I think our audience may have bristled a little bit at one of the things that I think maybe I said in the um, in the vlog and, and more. Mm-hmm. When I said, we don't wanna just give you what you want, we want to give you what you don't know you want yet. And I just, I don't, I think it may be, that, that may not have settled on some ears in the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't know, they I guess, For me, the point of the story is it's difficult because I do feel like you're gonna, this is something new, but you're gonna like it. Not every single thing, but the general trajectory of what we're doing is gonna be good for you, the viewer. And then when I feel like that's our job, our job is to come up with stuff that you didn't know you wanted and give it to you. Not just keep giving the same thing. Anybody can do that if you know, a lot of people do that. Well, but I, then but then to hear back from them that no this is not what I wanted and this is how it should be is it it's for
0: yeah, I I don't know what the word is. It, it does it hurt? Is it frustrating? Well, yeah, it hurts. I mean, it definitely hurts, but <clears throat> I mean, in in some ways why creative people do creative things is for validation. I mean, that's just a that's a that's a fact of human nature as well. Um, you know, the reason that we started being funny in front of people is because when we were young and we were funny in front of people, it made people like us. And there's 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 sort of this empty part of every comedian, every performer that is looking to to fill that hole inside of themselves with the response that they can get from an audience. Uh, it's an imbalance. It's like a it's like an imbalance in a battery. There's a positive and a negative charge on each side. And if that battery is completely balanced, there's no charge. Uh, so. I think the imbalance within a performer is they're constantly trying to balance it out and it actually is the engine that runs their whole system. And we're no different. I mean, we love it when we create something that we love but then the that's just like, that's the opening salvo, right? That's the serve, and then the volley back is the audience liking it just like we liked it. Mm-hmm. And them taking it and understanding it and appreciating it for all the reasons that we intended them to. That is the challenge of any creator, whether you're a painter, a uh, filmmaker, or whatever. And, and so, that's what that's what I was saying. That and that, when they just catch the ball, when they just catch the ball and say, why the hell did you serve it like that? I'm not gonna volley that back to you. Why, why would you do that? You're like, oh, that hurts and you're like but you don't understand this is like a new kind of serve and trust me everyone's going to be doing this serve in 10 years and we really believe in this and we're trying it out and it doesn't always mean it's going to work but we're not going to stop just because the per- first person doesn't hit it back we're going to we're going to keep trying and keep trying and keep finessing it and and updating it. Well, that's our cha- that's the challenge that we've set up for
1: ourselves, because that if, we've signed you, up for. If you keep and serving now we're in it the middle same of
0: way, it. if you keep serving it the same way, they're gonna get bored. Oh yeah. That's the thing is that you don't think you're gonna get bored, but people have a tendency to kind of come into the world of being a mythical beast and then kind of leave. You know, we meet people all the time. I would say the ve- absolutely, the most common thing that we that we the conversation that we have with people when we meet them in public is I used to watch your videos all the time. It isn't like ooh, I'm a huge fan of this. It's just like, yeah, I used to watch your videos or I have a we actually heard a guy the other day say my ex girlfriend used to watch your videos. he was like removing himself <laughs> from it as far as he possibly could he didn't realize and it, it doesn't mean that my response was. I'm sorry. Yeah, it doesn't mean that uh, you didn't stop watching because we changed, some people may, but most people are just like, I. you know, I just, it's tough It's tough to stay committed to something for a long time. Actually, the fact that we kind of evolve and change is is one of the reasons that there's people that have been around for, for a long time, but. But I, our challenge right
1: now is what I was saying, that we have to make this longer version of the sh- <coughs> show better than, just the one segment show that it used to be. Yeah, the burger's gotta be better. And then the fries and the green beans have to to be better. And then- There's green beans at this fast food restaurant. That's one thing that's throwing me a little bit. Yeah, and it's like- They're not fried? Well, we've made some green beans already. You know, okay. at the fast food restaurant, and it's like, okay, are we going to keep doing? It? How, yeah, long we, how long are we? How long are we going to keep making green beans? That's weird. They really lost. They really lost themselves now that they got green beans. It's tough because there's stuff that's going to come out that you know we don't have your response yet. And we know it's going to be negative, but we had it. We we decided to try it, and yeah. it's and we don't expect you to act like you like it. Yeah. But um, I I I do feel this pressure that like, okay, do we pull back and do we just, like there was the the episode with the cryo zone. Like I'm so proud of that episode, I was like, I told you, I was like, I watched the whole thing before it went out and I'm like, this is a crowd pleaser. There's not one of these four segments or Good Mythical More that is not like anything we've done and I felt good. I felt good and then it, you know, it came out and I was like, the views are down. I'm hearing something's wrong with the view count but then also, people are loving the fact that we did something like backup plan where we went and we we froze ourselves in these this cryo tank, and I'm like super proud of that that we're able to bring that back, yeah, and do like ho- hopefully do more field pieces. And then we did like a a whopper Big Mac thing, which is a totally new segment, and it is shorter than anything we would have done. I know I'm getting in the weeds here, but my point is. I'm very proud of that as a new type of video that we would not have made before, but it's still fun. And then then we played a game which would normally have been a whole episode and it was just as good as any other game we've played at the desk. And then there was another thing that I can't remember right now that wasn't different than anything we've done before. And then I'm like, well, you don't we don't want to retreat back to that too soon cuz then it's just more of the same. It's more four of the same thing all in one day. Yeah, it's like we have the ability now to do these things that you're not going to like, but but what we're going to get to is discovering the thing that we never would have gotten to. You know, I think we approach we approach creative endeavors a lot
0: of times as like trying to unearth something. It's in there. We just got to find it and get it out. Yeah, we we th- we actually are doing this. Something nothing is planned to fail, but we know that failure will be part of the plan. So it, we are, everything that we put out there, like we've already said this, but we know that we're gonna, dis- we were gonna discover that something doesn't work and then something new will work because that's been sort of the method to our madness for all these years is trying things, failing, a lot. we failed so many times. But the cool thing about this venture is that you got four, five videos a day if you count more, um, where you've got so much opportunity to kind of discover new things. And I, you know, I, and but I- But the risk is that people will, I guess the fear is that I,
1: you know, I looked at the five videos this morning and I clicked on the one that I liked the least and then I read those comments and cause I was subconsciously fearful of people saying, I'm out because, I think it's a ridiculous thing to say at such an early juncture in the evolution of the show, but at some point if we keep getting those then that becomes a problem. And so I'm prematurely scared that people are really going to check out and give up on our show because we may do the thing just as great as we always has, but we're do, we're doing something that's like embarrassing.
0: Well, <laughs> I think that this is what we signed up for. You know, we don't make these videos in a vacuum. We make them for an audience. The we're, the intention is for the audience to love everything, and but that is never going to be the case for them to love everything. But we want them to love the general direction and general effort, and we want more people to be watching a year from now than we're watching a year ago. Um, and that's 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 what we're trying to do now. To answer just a couple of very specific things, people are like. Uh, why don't you, why can't you just make a, if you're gonna do four times the videos, why don't you just make an episode of, make four traditional episodes every single day? So it's like four 10 minute videos. It's like, I don't even feel like I should have, to, I've seen that, so many, that comment so many times. That's not what we're doing. We're actually doing the shorter segments because there's a lot of shorter formatted stuff that gives us an opportunity to experiment with segments and little field pieces and stuff that, don't work as longer videos, but actually work better as shorter videos. So that, that's why we're doing that. Um, and then people are like, how long is this gonna go on? Just a month or, or so? Uh, it's gonna go on for at least months. Uh, it's not going to end anytime soon. Um, and uh, we're gonna continue to tweak it and make it better, but we have every intention for this to be the new normal for Good Mythical Morning. Mm-hmm Uh, We're not saying that it's not ever, again, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work and we go back to what we used to do or something new, we don't know what we're gonna do, but we don't begin things knowing the end, we just begin things and then we learn and we adjust. Um, So that's kinda where we're at right now. At the risk of doing something cheesy,
1: uh, (laughs) I was, uh, I wanna read some lyrics. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Is it from a Merle Haggard song? Uh, Actually, it's Eminem. (laughs) Oh gosh. So this is gonna be a little weird. Um, I was listening to the new Eminem song last night. Have you listened to it? Yeah. Uh, With Beyonce.
0: I walk on water.
1: I mean, the dude's kind of baring his soul here. I just, I'm just gonna read it because I think it, I just really related to it where we are and it's interesting where the song ends. So I'll get to that But Why are expectations so high? Is it the bar I set? My arms I stretch, but I can't reach. A far cry from it or it's in my grasp, but as soon as I grab, squeeze, I lose my grip like the flying trapeze. Into the dark I plummet, now the sky's blackening. I know the marks high, butterflies rip apart my stomach. So you got this dude who is the the like the like highest grossing artist in history. I think he's got, there's like some crazy stat that he's like the best-selling artist ever. And and I don't know, Jacob, can you look that up, whatever it is, because I don't know how he's beaten Michael Jackson, but there's some sort of, there's some mind-blowing stat that I'm sure I'm getting wrong. But you talk about this guy, you know, talking about the expectations, is it based on, uh, for his his next rhyme and the butterflies in his stomach, you know, I don't know all the lyrics and it's a, little, it's a little risky to just read Eminem lyrics blindly. I've only heard the song once but, it's the curse of the standard that the first Mathers disc set, always in search of the verse that I haven't spit yet. Will this step just be another misstep to tarnish whatever the legacy, love or respect I've garnered? Um, the rhyme has to be perfect, the delivery flawless, and it always feels like I'm hitting the mark till I go sit in the car Listen and pick it apart. Hmm. Like this is garbage. God's given me all this. Still I feel no different regardless. You know, its I definitely feel that way. It's like we make this stuff and we try so hard and then it's like, it's just not as good as it used to be.
0: Well, and here's something that I think a lot of people, I I hear people say this about people like Eminem who've got this, Mm -hmm. who've been around for a long time and have been really successful. It's just like this guy's got more money than God. He doesn't need to work another day in his life. Why doesn't this guy just sit out in his backyard and paint? Right. It's like the only person who would actually say that is a non creative person. And I don't, I truly don't believe that anyone's non creative. We said in our book that everyone's creative. It's just people don't know it yet. It's like people who say, I don't remember my dreams, or people who say, I don't dream. You do dream, you just don't remember them. It's some part of your brain you have to unlock. But I think that this accusation uh, or or this expectation that when somebody has seen some kind of success, that why do you sit around, and this is not, we're not anything like Eminem, That's, that's again, we're not the Wright brothers and we're not Eminem. But the reason that he's sitting there toiling over this bar that he set is because he never did it to be successful, he never did it for the money. He did it because he can't help it. He's in search of the next lyric. He's in search of the next bar that he's going to spit, and that's what that's what keeps any creator going. Is like you just what is the next thing that we're going to do? What is the next thing that's going to connect? And is it you know, are we ever going to connect like we used to connect? That's the fear that every mm. every single artist has. Um, and I think that um, when you're doing it in a place that is, it's just the feedback is so immediate and so raw. And it's, I mean. It's not the same for a guy like him because <clears throat> he's not, you know. But he, because he's so huge and so big, the amount oh yeah. of feedback is just an avalanche of feedback. So this he can read a magazine and see what pe- we we're not in magazines, so we can't oh no. see what people think about us through magazines. We just look at YouTube comments. And he has to craft an album. I mean, even yeah. in a world of single
1: streaming, he has to craft an album where it's like. I went away, I worked on this thing, I came
0: back and I'm slapping it down on your counter. And you and can't gonna... change it once it's out there. No. Um, that's the luxury we have, we can change it. What was the stat?
1: So he has a few different ones. He's was the best selling artist in the 2000s in the US and he is the best selling hip hop artist in the world. Best selling hip hop artist in the world, best selling artist of the 2000s. Yep, yeah, that's what it was. I knew it. I knew it had to be related to some, yeah, the 2000s. I mean he goes on, He his third verse, he gets even more specific about things that he's done and then he like turns his, his mind to like wh- when this is over because it will be. It's like as yesterday fades in the Dresden home, is burnt to the ground and all that's left of my house is lawn, the crowds are gone and it's time to wash out the blind Sales declined, the curtains drawn, they're closing the set, I'm still poking my head out from behind, from out behind. And everyone who has doubt, remind, now take your best rhyme, outdo it, now do it a thousand times. Now let them tell you the world no longer cares or gives a F about your rhymes. He's basically saying, all right, you're gonna try it after me and the same thing's gonna happen to you. And as I grow out of sight, out of mind, I might go out of mine. You might go crazy cause how do I ever let this mic go without a fight when I made a effin' tightrope out of twine? But when I do fall from these heights though, I'll be fine. I won't pout or cry or spiral down or whine, but I'll decide if it's my final bow this time around, cause, and then Beyonce sings. Beyonce. Um, because I'm only human just like you I've made my mistakes oh if you only knew I don't think you should believe in me the way you do cuz I'm terrified to let you down oh if I walked on water I would drown and then he's and then the very end he's like cuz I'm just a man but as long as I got a mic I'm godlike so me and you are not alike bitch I wrote Stan." and then at the end he's like I'm still fighting so yeah, it's like he goes he, right back in. He knows there's going to be an end, but like I I feel like that's 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 where we are. Very much engaged in a in a creative fight. I don't think it's a fight with commenters. I don't think it's a fight with um critics. I don't think it's a fight with anybody's feedback. I think it's a fight with the creative Goal that we set for ourselves—it's a fight with it's, ourselves. It's this—it's a fight with a mountain that we have created to say, "Okay, we are now going to climb this hill." And so, I, I really think that's it. I don't think it's that we're—you ter- know—we get frustrated with with people, but and well, with comments and feedback. But it's ultimately. A lot of it taps into a fear that we're not gonna be able to accomplish what we've set out to accomplish and that may be embarrassing or it may be worse. It may put our livelihood or our kids or grandkids that we don't even have yet, at least as far as I know (laughs) in, in jeopardy in some way and it's not a rational fear, it's an irrational fear. Well, it's irrational. But it's a fight that we're, but the fight that we're engaged in is creating something that's going to express who we are, make money in the process, in you know, in a way that we're not going to apologize for, to accomplish more of our creative vision, and we don't know if we
0: can accomplish it. There's no guarantee that it's going to work. When people say, um, "You guys just killed GMM," maybe we maybe we have. I don't believe that we have. We wouldn't do this if we thought that that's what we were doing. That's not why we made this decision. Uh, But the fact is is that there's no guarantee that this is gonna work. Uh, We could have already peaked. Everything's gonna be okay. It will be okay. (laughs) Um, But we're not going to stop behaving the way that we've behaved all this, this time. We're not gonna stop pushing and trying something new. We're not gonna stop creating and we're not gonna stop trying to make that next piece of content uh, that's going to be better than the last one. That process is never going to continue. Now we will. Get, we are old. We're going to continue to get old and older and more out of touch and more irrelevant. And then we'll be like David Crosby's latest <laughs> album, <laughs> which I made Link listen to. Uh, David Crosby's album called Sky Trails. I think we're in. Do this yourself. Way. Do yourself a favor and go listen to that. Just as an example of where things can end up. Um. Uh we love you guys. We
1: appreciate your support. Um uh and yeah, I th- I think um but that's not specifically what we're asking for.
0: I think we're just we we appreciate you being along for the ride. We don't want your and, sympathy and we don't want your sympathy likes and we yeah. don't want your defense. That's it, this is just hey, we we're, we we want to be authentic. That's one of the things that we do on Air Biscuits and everything that we do but especially here there's no there's no script there's no plan this is just very rawly what we've been thinking about and feeling and we wanted to share it with you guys but don't worry about us <laughs> it's we're going to be just
1: fine we'll talk at you next week